Stefan. And this is the Ice Cream Parlor, the podcast. Yes. And And today we're going to talk about the fog. <laughs> right. We're going to talk about the fog today. But before all that, let's just catch up a little bit, shall We've we? We've been missing for two weeks. Yeah. And sorry. What's been going on? Like normal. MIA stuff. Like we're all MIA now. <laughs> so per usual, it's my fault. I've just been working a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll take some of the blame, too, because I haven't been as, like, adamant as of uh, enforcing the schedule, let's just say. So, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, no, tomorrow? All right, we'll do tomorrow. But only because we've been busy doing a lot of other things and just trying to catch up with life in general, right? So. Right. That's right. And, um, <coughs> oh. Yeah. What's um, wrong with you? You hurting over there? And before we... F- <laughs> and before we forget, uh, please take a moment to hit subscribe. Yeah, we need those likes and those subscribes. Maybe subscribes. leave a comment if you want to. We might. Yeah, I had. I actually got. Um, I was really excited when I woke up in the morning to somebody uh, uh, commented "cigarette" cigarette on our high tension episode because we were like. Cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> and the person was like, well, that's how I'm going to wake up every day. I don't smoke cigarettes, but I'm be like, cigarettes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that does my heart good. <laughs> um, yeah. And then um, also, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating. That helps us out a lot mm-hmm. in regards to sponsors. And really, we don't have sponsors, mostly because I just haven't done it. But please continue rating because that, that really does give us a boost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, we like to see some of the feedback. Yeah, it's been it's you been know. pretty fun. Yeah. So what else is new? I know you've been, uh, you look <coughs> like you're hurting over there when you cough because uh, you've been hitting the gym, huh? <laughs> I have. Yeah, um, that's good. Starting your, <laughs> keeping up with your New Year's resolution, I see. It was not a New Year's resolution. <laughs> um, my amazing job uh, pays for my gym membership. And um, I'm like, well, if they're paying for it, I gotta do it. Right, that makes sense. Take advantage of the uh, benefits you're getting from that cool ass job. Yeah, so um, it's a pretty cool gym. I really dig it. Um, it's really expensive. It's like bougie, Ooh. but um, it's worth it if you start going to the classes because mm, uh, they ha- offer all kinds of classes. Like I, I did my first class tonight before coming here. And that's why it kind of hurts that's to why cough. You're all sore. <laughs> <laughs> and I did like um like a diet CrossFit class today. Diet and CrossFit. Yeah, it like packed everything into forty five minute session. Uh-huh. And usually when I go to the gym, like I'll do some cardio and I'll do that for about an hour because I'll do like four miles, um, and then uh, after that I'll hit the weights a little bit. So and then after that hit a steam and then go take a shower. Uh, so my whole set, my whole thing is like maybe two hours. Um, but this was 45 minutes and it kicked my ass. Yeah, it sounds like you got a whole routine, you know. 
Yeah. I guess that's what everybody does when they go to the gym. I don't know. I haven't been in a long time. I should be, I should be, uh. Well, so the thing is, I also, I also in, really enjoy rock climbing and I haven't gone in a while. Like ever since my, my friend, um, let's call him Daniel Lampostri. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since he moved away, I haven't had a climbing buddy. Uh-oh. So um, I haven't gone. But I also feel like I'm not strong enough anymore to to climb. To so I'm like, I got to just get a little bit stronger and then I can go back. I have some climbing shoes I need to break in. Yeah, that's right. I remember you got those as like a secret Santa gift or something you said, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow. it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that, that's been new and it just feels so good. I mean... You remember when you and I first met, I was so cute because I used to go to the gym like four days a week. Yeah. For some reason you stopped going and then got, I don't know. Oh, I know there was complications or something. There were complications with, you know. Right. Trainers and inappropriate stuff. I get it. It's (laughs) it's unfortunate. I get it though. Yeah. I can be inappropriate. (laughs) That's not what happened. (laughs) Um, But it, it does feel good to be back into the swing of things I feel better I I went to the doctor recently and they're like um you got a lot going on with you let's get you better and I was like well I'm already hitting the gym so the only thing is that when I go to the doctor they're always like oh let's test you for diabetes and I'm like bro we go through this every time I come here I'm not diabetic I'm just well insulated (laughs) <laughs> California winters are harsh, okay. <laughs> but, um, I'm not diabetic. Um, well, that's good. I have high blood pressure and I changed my medication though. Because yeah. my old medication. I stopped taking like eight months ago and I only really took it when it got really bad, which is not how the medication mm-hmm. works. Um, but that one always put me to sleep. And because of my PTSD issues, don't want to be taking any medication that's going to leave me vulnerable. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. he changed the medication. It's been working well so far. Good. Um, I like that my doctor looks like big pussy uh, bomb, uh, Bombancero from The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> that's my new doctor. That's funny. Does he have the accent? He has an accent. I can't place where he's from. No. But he looks like big, or he looks like Joey Diaz more than, he looks like a very friendly Joey Diaz. Yeah. You know, like if Joey Diaz didn't have this like permanent scowl. And uh, didn't call everybody cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> it, what is, what's my favorite uh, Joey Diaz saying? It's blue cheese or go fuck your mother. <laughs> yes. I say that every time we order wings. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's interesting. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're at least doing better and you feel better and you're taking care great. of yourself because, yeah. you know, that's important. So, yeah. What about with you? Yeah. What's what's going on with you? Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't really uh, – I'm I, I, so busy with – Day-to-day stuff. Day-to-day stuff that I, I don't know. Like really, there hasn't been a lot going on, but I feel like that every day I'm busy doing something. So I guess that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we Obviously, we're, we watched The Fog – um, for this episode of the podcast, if you haven't figured it out already. But we also watched a whole bunch of other movies in between there as well, too. We sort of went on a slight binge. and um, Yeah, that's also my fault. Uh, we watched The Fog, and it took me a while to get through The Fog. I don't know what it was about it. I just wasn't really as interested in The Fog. But we watched maybe half of The Fog, and then I'm like, mm, let's watch something else. And then we watched... Uh, what was it? I don't know. Like, I got so... Oh, we watched um, White Lotus. 
the old kung fu movie oh right yeah we went on that kung fu movie thing yeah i went on a kung fu movie kick and uh, 36 chambers and like it just just made me so happy and then after that of course naturally i got distracted with um storage wars (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyways i've been rewatching the sopranos oh right yeah yeah that's always fun yeah, but we also watched a lot of horror movies in between. So we'll do, you know, we'll have to get some episodes yeah, recorded. Yeah, that's the thing. There has been so much, like, intake that I can't even process it all and remember it right now. I guess it's just been, like, between work and other things and all that going on. It's just, like, too many things went into my brain for me to be able to, like, sift through them all. Right. So, anyways, uh, this is February, so it's a short month. It is a leap year. That's... So we get an extra day. No fucking excuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, what else did we do did recently? Did, uh... Hmm, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Goddamn Nothing, thing. right? Yeah. Has... Well, I have Holy Festival next week. Oh, well, that's good for you. I go to Holy. Yeah, you get all colorful and happy yeah. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So what I like to do is I, you know, do a meditation in the morning. I take the kids and we get just jam packed with colors. And then um, jump. I like I like uh, driving down the road with the window open because all the colors fly off of us. <laughs> on the You're like infecting the rest <laughs> of the world with your colors. <laughs> it's like coronavirus, but rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it does um, it does feel really good to be able to go. It, it's just, oh, just imagine just like this mosh pit of love. Because it essentially is like a mosh pit, but everybody's polite because they're throwing colors at your face. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, like... Less I, aggressive. But see, the thing is, like, I, I would prefer to be in a mosh pit where there is real love when you have, like, the right fans from the right band all together. It's just like, like this Well, we went to go see System um, <clears throat> when they were yeah, at the... When they were performing with Incubus. Yeah. And uh, somebody else, I don't remember. Oh, we went to Mars, go see them. Uh, at the drive-in. At the drive-in, that's right. Um, and when we went to go see them, like, it was the first time I ever saw you in the pit. And it was awesome as shit because I'm <laughs> tiny. Like, y'all, I'm 5'2". Five 5'2", two. Five two, I'm y'all. I'm tiny. And it was just nice to be, like, in this cocoon of just, like, Step in on this side, just pushing motherfuckers out the way. Because <laughs> a mosh pit, like, it, like, formed just next to us out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah, so it usually cool. does, and especially at a System of a Down concert. But I don't know, usually wherever I'm at in rock shows, there's a lot of mosh yeah. pits. Well, that I, tend to the form. last concert I went to, I think, was the Deftones, mm. and there was no mosh pit. Well, it's because I wasn't there. <laughs> I, don't I don't know who. Well, that and they I also were, the patty cakes, and they we were, were kind po- of just full of love when right. we walk around like little. Pixies. They were on the wrong bill because yeah, they were they were playing with the Pixies and uh, what was the other band? The uh, um, the, cure. the Cure. Yeah. What other band? Oh, the motherfucking yeah, Cure. But that's not a mosh pit. It's not Deftone style. No, it's not music. You it, know? it definitely was like a one off. Yeah. Like it was like. I don't know. I'm all for eclectic concerts and a mix of everything, but just that one, I wouldn't have been able to sit through all the other bands just for the Deftones. Unfortunately. Well, I'm. Um, there's a few concerts that are coming up that I want to go to. Like, I need to save up money so I can send my daughter to BTS at the Rose Bowl. Okay. Those tickets are like two to three hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, but it's around her birthday, so it's one of those things like you kind of got to do it, right? I guess so. And then um, after that, there's also System playing. Are they playing with? I, don't think, I think they're sold out already. 
They're playing oh, with no, corn. Oh, no, they're missing the tickets. They're playing with corn. Yeah. Um, I saw corn a few years ago, too. They were at the forum. They're fucking badass. My neck hurts so much the next day. From head bobbing? No, from dicks. Oh, <laughs> yes, from head bobbing. <laughs> wow, that must have been one hell of a green room. <laughs> oh, it hurts. <laughs> They don't call him head for nothing. Silly. Sorry. All right, you okay over there? Yeah, I just, I just need to like let one cough out so I can clear my throat, but then my abs hurt, and mm. so I have to hold them in, like my guts are spilling out. If I, yeah. I don't know. Well, let's. Uh... Let's maybe get into this episode so that way you don't suffer through all the... Uh... Wait, can we take a quick break so I can go <laughs> cough? <laughs> yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Um, so anyways, just real quick before we do take a break, we are watching The Fog, 1980, John Carpenter movie. Um, I, I've never seen it. You, you hadn't seen it before, right? I hadn't right? seen it before, no. So this is the first time for both of us. And, uh, you know... Well, we'll, we'll... I, I saw it half a time before. Like, it, it took me... I saw it for like half, like I went half through, then I got distracted with Kung Fu and then I had to go back and rewatch it. And then I finished watching yeah, it. So, yeah. um, but it was, I have thoughts and have feelings, so many feelings. Yeah. So yeah. let's take a quick break. I'm going right. to go cough and then things should be golden. All right, cool. We'll be right back. And we're back. Yes, we are back. Back from that quick break. Uh, so I can cough. <laughs> Heidi needed so she can cough and um, stay hydrated. Yeah, and for us to just get situated, get our notes together, uh, because we are watching the fog, and um, I have thoughts and feelings on this too. Um, I I didn't mind it, but then I I kind of watched it once and then a little bit again a second time in like short review. And I have to be honest with you, I found more flaws in it the second time, which obviously one probably would. Um, but there's, I don't know, I have, again, like this is John Carpenter and I realized that I know his name. I know obviously he's the one who um, did Halloween and it's a really significant movie. But I also realized that I haven't seen many other of his movies, um, especially this one. And I don't really feel like this one held up that well. How about you? This movie was... I'm glad that we have it under our belts, yeah. but I, I'm not a big fan of this movie. I think it was taking a little bit from like Halloween. It was like success. diet Halloween. Right. But it missed um, a few key elements. Well, so what I saw, what, what I felt was like it had the same, it was like they took the template from Halloween and tried to put it into this, into the fog because yeah. they had the, the very, um, unique and specific theme music that played throughout like Halloween. Right. But also it had, um, what, what, what I guess didn't let it work was that they set like all of this historical facts behind it. Um, which Halloween, if you put it in there, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you love it. Right. But if you write it all out, it's like, mm, this is, mm, I'm just going to enjoy the movie. Right. Whereas with, this movie, because there's facts and data and history, you have to be like, well, that wasn't thought through properly. Right, yeah. Yeah, I um, I feel like you, the Diet Halloween is a very good um, 
that's a good saying or phrase for it because you have obviously a lot of the same actors. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis obviously is back. I have a theory on her character. Yeah. Uh, and um, <laughs> the other girl who plays Annie in Halloween, her mm-hmm. friend, mm-hmm. is also in this movie. That's right. And then you've got a few scenes where they do sort of play on like a Michael Myers kind of like uh, not the killer per se, but like, like the they, jump scare, not the, the jump, jump scares, scare. like the eeriness, the... Yeah, there was a few parts where they really like... Kind of, like and then, like you said, the theme music was very... It was almost like uh, a... Not a remix, but it was almost like John Carpenter had remix. two ideas. Wiki, wiki, what? <laughs> and this was the lesser of the two, and the other one worked really good, and he was like, oh, let's make something similar. But I feel like that just didn't really hit. It wasn't... It was. It almost reminded me of the ex- Exorcist music a little bit, slightly. Yeah, because it was in that side of the piano. <laughs> like, I don't know what the technical term nice is. nice explanation for it. <laughs> but does that uh, make sense? Yeah. Do I, I sound like an idiot? Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, whatever. But it made sense. <laughs> yeah, it made sense. Um, so, The Fog came out in 1980. Mm-hmm. Halloween came out in 1979. Yeah, so they rushed right into this. Yeah, so they like just plowed on through. Like running backwards through a cornfield naked. I don't know what that feels like. And I don't you want, want to. to? <laughs> no, I don't. Because I'm brown. Mm. I know people with cornfields. Yeah. No, no thanks. Okay. So it was partially... So the idea of the movie was partially drawn from a British film. And the British film was called The Trollenberg Terror. And that's from 1958. And it was about monsters living in the clouds. Whoa. Okay. Right. It was also, <clears throat> it also came about after John Carpenter, who is the director, uh, was at Stonehenge with his then girlfriend, Deborah Hill, who is the producer of this and of Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Um, and they, they saw that it was super foggy and creepy. Mm-hmm. But, oh, well, those were the inspirations, right? <clears throat> but in Goleta, California, there was a true event where there was a deliberate shipwreck. Hmm. So all of those things, put it in a blender, watch it spin around to a beautiful oblivion. And then that's the fog. Yeah, gotcha. And didn't Stephen King have something called The Mist too? Like, what? I mean, that must have I think there's later. a mist, yeah. But I've never seen that. But, but just, I hear uh, a lot more positive things about The Mist. Yeah? Yeah. Anyways, we're not going to go off into that. So the fog uh, starts off with like uh, an old man telling like ghost stories around a campfire right. so to kids, right? So could I just introduce some of the characters first? Yeah, okay. of course. Oh, did we forget to do that? Well, yeah, and also the synopsis. <laughs> so <laughs> I just like rushing so into it. The synopsis it. is um, there's a fog that is preying on the people who live in Ant- Antonio, Antonio Bay. Bay, California. And it's a very small and quaint town, but shit goes to hell real quick. Right. And um, it stars Adrienne Barbeau, who plays Stevie Wayne, who is the local DJ. Oh, wait, is that who? That's her? Yes. Oh, okay. She I also... Thought, I thought that was the lead actor's name. The guy who plays Nick Castle. Adrienne. Yeah, Adrienne Barbeau. I don't Adrian. know. Adrienne. <laughs> so know. much more impactful now that I've seen Rocky. <laughs> So, to what, 40 years too late? Yeah. So, so, so was she in something else? Okay, so that's what I'm going to say. Okay. She was also <clears throat> Willie in Creepshow. Now, you haven't seen Creepshow, but Creepshow is a movie 
with different little like like tales from the crypt where they have different like stories right. within the movie and she is um she is a character where she's like this very harsh alcoholic wife to a very docile and 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 humble man right and she's just attacks him all the time right so that's why i remember i saw her and i'm like oh she's good in this movie i don't know if my heart can take this oh because she was because she was such an such asshole a bitch in the other movie. Yeah. gotcha yeah um so she at the time of uh filming this movie she was married to john carpenter really yes and it was very very hard for john adrian and deborah to make this movie because it was emotional for all of them because deborah hill is his ex-girlfriend uh, Adrienne Barbeau was his wife during the filming of this movie. Oh, okay. I get it now. Yeah. And um, Jamie Lee Curtis, she was friends with Deborah Hill. So it was kind of like a... I wonder if that's why they uh, Adrienne and Jamie Lee Curtis do not... I'm just going to call her JLC. Why they don't have any scenes together. Maybe. Who knows? That's a good... I didn't catch on to that but now that you mentioned it i can i see that they didn't have any scenes together right okay um also so jlc plays elizabeth elizabeth more on that later um elizabeth why what's her name in the lori oh laura elizabeth okay uh janet lee who is jamie lee uh, jlc's real life mother who was like the woman in psycho yeah. Um, plays uh, Kathy Williams, who is like an event planner, coordinator, whatever. Um, and she's putting together, you know, their 100th anniversary of the town. Yeah. Um, Tom Atkins, who plays Nick That's Castle. Nick Castle, okay. And Nick Castle was an actor who played Michael Myers in Halloween. Oh, right. I knew that name sounded familiar for some reason. Yeah, it was it was back in our Halloween episode, and I right. kept telling you you were wrong, and it turned out you were right. Right, That was I Nick know. Castle. Right, I know. I remember, I remember. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's cool. So he's recycling. He's kind of keeping... Uh, um, All in the same universe? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, then there's uh, Nancy... I want to say Keys, but it's spelled K-Y-E-S. Kais? Kais? Calle Placer? Calle Ocho. What? <laughs> How the fuck do you oh say that name? Oh, my God. I don't know. Uh, so, Nancy Keys plays Cassie Fatal? Last names don't mean anything. Just go well, with the it first It does name. mean something because Nancy, whatever the fuck. Kegel? Kegel. <laughs> <laughs> she played... She used to act under the name Nancy Loomis. Right, and Nancy Loomis is... Dr. Loomis. Dr. Loomis, Samuel Loomis from Mm -hmm. Halloween. Okay. And then later on, Billy Loomis. Oh, right, Billy. Billy Loomis is the the killer in Scream. Yes, (laughs) yes! That one was tough. And then Hal Holbrook plays Father Malone. He was in an episode of The Sopranos too. (laughs) Was he really? One single episode, yes. When did he play? Wait, wait. 
you can't remember. You're not going to remember, but I'll, I'll jog your memory. Okay. The episode is called The Fleshy Part of the Thigh. And it also... That sounds erotic and also scary at the same time. You know how hard it is to get tattooed <laughs> on the fleshy part of the thigh? It hurts like a son bitch. It also stars Tretch from Naughty by Nature in that same episode. Do you remember now? No, you don't remember. Wait, so, shut up. I love you, shut up. Hold on. No. <laughs> he looks so disappointed. I don't remember. There's an episode, I believe it has to do with Junior being in the hospital because of the boom mic that hit him in the face and he fell down. They were like trying to get him to milk the, the thing. Mm-hmm. So there's an episode where they're in the hospital bed, whatever, and, and like there's uh, this other rapper that gets shot and he, his career gets boosted. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he was, uh, th- and this guy, Hal Holbrook, shared the room, room yep. with Junior. Well, yeah, and they were, yeah, and then they were watching the yeah, fight on TV watching, later. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Yep, there you go. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. Yeah. I it, love The Sopranos. Yeah, me too. Let's just ditch this uh, podcast and start a Sopranos podcast. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about it. I didn't say it. Forget about it. Yeah, no. Okay. All right. So, anyways, uh, that's the, the rundown of the basic yeah. characters, so, right? Um, the, yeah. And so, The Fog was not John Carpenter's favorite movie. In fact, he Wasn't really... mine either. <laughs> Sorry, That's why he decided to make... Um, the 2000 re- he, why he agreed to the 2005 remake but that's a horrible decision too and just butcher something that was already bad they can't make it better right first of all it's got this weird little final destination like connection now because it's like anything that doesn't have an actual bad guy it's like oh it's the fog like they we're going to get into it's it it's heart disease we're going to get into it but it's like there are, you know, these creatures you sort of see, whatever, slightly in the fog that are the killers. But, like, there's that one scene where, you know, the water and, like, it just seems like Final Destination should, like, oh, the electricity is going to start a fire because the <laughs> water is going. He went down into the pool too much and yeah. <laughs> his asshole came out of the tubes. <laughs> should have stayed behind one. those logs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Maybe if I'm mixing together a couple of final destinations. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. All right. So, anyways, movie starts off like this. So the movie starts like this. <laughs> I tried to steal your line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's not my line. Um, there is a uh, campfire. Bunch no, of... there is. Uh, there's text on the screen. What's that called? Oh, it's an Edgar Allan Poe quote. Yeah, it is, and it goes like this. Is all that we see or seem but a dream within a dream. And that's Poe, 1849. And it's a poem. Um, if you read it, it it's actually really tragic uh, and deep. It's, a, it's just a poem about how life, what, how life is. The more you try to grasp it, the more it falls between your fingers. It's like it, it only is as real as you make it seem. Um, and even then it's not solidified. Is what I understood oh, from it. Right. I could be wrong. I wasn't in, well, I was an English major, but still. You think that when Edgar Allan Poe was writing these... He was uh, drunk off his ass? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, do you think he was like, I'm a poem with this one? 
<laughs> you know, Edgar Allan poem. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, you know, maybe. <laughs> Listen here, fucker. You take this seriously or you get out. <laughs> All right. I'm a poem up with this one. This one's a good one. I, I think you need to, like, hang up your comedy hat. <laughs> I'm no comedian. I'm not either. Yeah. We're just stupid. All right. Okay. So, so, yes, it starts off with the Edgar Allan Poe quote. Then it opens up with a, a old man telling ghost stories at a campfire to these young boys. Um, he, it's not as pedophilic as you think. Especially because it's back in the 80s. Um so it's a story. So he's telling you the campfire story. It's a ghost story about um, or, or, and there's like kids from the from the town from Antonio Bay. Antonio Bay is a very small, quaint town, and it's a coastal community. And for those of you who don't who aren't familiar with coastal communities, it is super fucking chill. Like our studio is in um, a coastal community, and my old job was in a coastal community. And really, I'd show up to work in, like, pajamas and flip-flops. Like, it's super chill. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I have to say about coastal yeah, communities. Yeah, okay. Nice setup. You, show, so, you want, show up to your coastal community job and, like... I work in a music store. I'm supposed to be able to show up in whatever <laughs> I want. Um, but, right. yeah, so we're getting this um, campfire story, which basically... It's it's the last one of the night, and he says, "I got five minutes left. I'm going to tell you a ghost." It's five story. minutes before midnight. midnight. Yeah, and it is April twenty first, and it's talking about the following: there was a leprosy colony, a leper colony, um, I guess on an island off the shore. Sure. And there was a guy named Blake who was rich, but also was a leper. And he wanted to move the colony to the mainland. And he, um, and in doing so, he, he, you know, he negotiated with the local priest and brought everything, uh, brought everybody over onto a boat. However, that night there was dense fog. Right. And during that foggy night, the, um, the boat uh, looking for light, saw that there was uh, a fire, a, a light along the way, and it looked like a lighthouse, um, but really it was just a campfire. And by the time they realized it, it was too late, too late and yeah. the ship wrecked, mm-hmm. and everybody on board was killed. Right. And the story goes that one in one, uh, so on that night at midnight, at that witching hour, those dead souls are going to come back and seek revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically the setup of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he tells this nice story in five minutes, and the and, and then um, the clock strikes midnight. Strikes midnight, right? And then I think we we get into a scene with Stevie uh, Nicks now, right? Stevie one, uh, <laughs> Stevie McQueen. What's her name? <laughs> Her name is um, Stevie, Stevie Wayne. Stevie Wayne. Right. <clears throat> no, actually, what we do is we meet Father Malone. Okay. And a cameo from... Oh, right. John Carpenter himself. Yeah. And he was not happy with his cameo. He thought it was stupid. Wow. And after that, he stopped being having cameos in his movies because he did not like... Yeah. Well, I thought it was pretty stupid, too. Yeah. <laughs> The cameo was exactly this. He was a guy who worked at the... 
He's a guy that worked at the church as a volunteer, and he goes into Father Malone, who's sitting there just drinking, much like Stefan does. <laughs> and um, John Carpenter's character comes in and says, hey, I'm closing up. I'm leaving for the day. And uh, he goes, can I? Oh, and then the, the, the priest says, sure, come into work tomorrow at four. And then when John Carpenter's character says, well, am I ever getting paid? He's like, come in at six instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and that's the extent of his cameo. Um, but as he leaves, um, Father Malone is sitting there drinking. And out from the wall, like there's like stone wall. Right. One of the stones falls out. Yeah. And it, um, it's like a radio or something that plays, but I don't know what, if that was just the radio fell. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, but, um, the stone falls out of the wall mm-hmm. and the, um, it exposes the treasure that's hiding in there. And the treasure is the diary or journal of father Malone, his great grandfather from a hundred years ago. Right. And, um, and you know, he starts reading it. And then pretty soon after, from what I remember, is that we get well, Jamie Lee Curtis being a hitchhiker and she's no. being kept picked so up. So after, after the after the, uh, the thing was found, he starts reading it. Then we go and we meet Stevie Wayne. All right. And she is, um, <laughs> she is the radio DJ for like the midnight hour. Like right. she's up at one o'clock. Right. Like she's... Done Bro- at one of broadcasting yeah. from the lighthouse, from which the is lighthouse. That's right. And she does. She plays jazz, which coincidentally, the reason why she's playing jazz is because it was cheaper to put in the film than rock or anything else. <laughs> um, and she's talking, and that's when she's also mentioning it's the hundred year anniversary for Antonio Bay or whatever. And um, and we just meet her as she's this, you know, very sultry woman. She has this very beautiful radio voice. And when she's playing songs, she does things like, hey, thanks for checking in today. Ahoy, mateys. Oh, my God. You guys need to come over here right now. Stop, stop. See what I got to deal with? We then go and, 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 and visit the town. The town is dark. It's quiet. It's a small town. So everybody's asleep at like nine o'clock, whatever. Like that's what small towns are from TV. From what TV tells me, I've always lived in LA. I don't know. Um, but suddenly on the street, all of the payphones start ringing uncontrollably, all in unison. And all of the money starts coming out from the payphone. Right. Yeah. Um, then there's a, a market and there's a guy cleaning up in the market. And he's sweeping the floors and he passes... This cooler, um, like, you know, the refrigerated section that's open where you can just mm-hmm. grab stuff instead of helping the door. He grabs an orange juice, drinks from it, and puts, puts it, it the back. fuck right back. Yep. I knew he was going to do it. Disgusting. I mean. <laughs> that is so sick. Yeah, of course it's sick. But like, who's the idiot who's going to buy the opened one? Shouldn't they check it first? They didn't have those tampering, uh, tamper, uh, uh, <laughs> what proof of tampering up until you know the eighties. Well, when, this was nineteen eighty. When so. in nineteen eighty something, there was this guy who he uh, poisoned a bottle of aspirin so that he can kill his wife, and then it became this whole thing. People are poisoning aspirins, right? And so then they started with the tamper evidence, but. According to Adam Ruins, everything, those things don't work for anything. It just gives us peace of mind. Yeah, I, I figured. 
Um, but when he's sweeping, he's going around the shop, and then, then suddenly the entire shop starts shaking. Yeah, it seems like it's an earthquake or something that's happening. The bottles are all uh, clanking together. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that are in the like the freezer and stuff like that, the freezer, the fridge. Yeah. And yeah, it's just to me, I thought it's like, oh, it's an earthquake or something. Yeah. Like that. Well, yeah, it's California, so right. it makes sense. Um, then we find we we go to a, a closed gas station, and all of a sudden, all of the nozzles for the gas fall off of the uh, stands. Yep. And start pumping out gas. And one of the car, there's a car on one of those lifts. What do they call? They're called lifts, right? Mm-hmm. And it suddenly takes the car up with nobody. Um, yeah. So all these strange things are occurring, all at this uh, throughout the city, this small little town, um, and it's during this midnight to one o'clock hour, basically. That's right. Then all of the cars along the street with alarms, the alarm starts going off. Yeah. Yeah. And we meet. The Annie from Halloween. Yeah, so her name is Sandy in this movie. Whatever, Sandy, Um, Annie, whatever. Sandy, uh, she gets woken up from her car going off, and so she goes and she click clicks it, and then she notices that, and and, uh, and this is never explained later on in the movie, but she goes and she like looks around her room, just a quick glance, and one of the armchairs in her room just moves on its own. Right, yeah. And that's never explained. They never explained that, and I I, I was kind of like, Cause see that almost gave me a little bit of hope. Like I was like, oh, it's kind of like poltergeist or something else where there's gonna be, you know, some evil spirits that are gonna really freak you out. But it it didn't go anywhere, and they didn't explain that. And I feel like they're, you know, again later on we're gonna find out that they're these actual, you know, dead sailors or whatever. But they have like limitations. Like they can't open the door. They're really slow moving and all that. So all of a sudden. what has the power and control to move this chair so quickly? And and she doesn't get freaked out. She's like, oh, I, I dealt with Michael Myers before. I can deal with this. <laughs> so we're saying she survived? <laughs> yeah. Did well, she survive? Because she did not survive. She got killed the fuck up in Halloween. That's right. She got stabbed. Yeah. And not in a good way. She was stabbed in that car. You think he was going to leave her, like, <laughs> before, no. she's, before right. she reaches climax? No. Yeah. Um, but what also happens is her radio turns on and it's Stevie playing. So I always thought throughout that there was going to be some kind of connection of the lighthouse is, you know, like where everything comes back together, where everybody, you know, everything's going, it's all going to make sense. And I thought that the, the lighthouse was going to have something to do with it, but yeah. it doesn't. You're right. I thought that too. And and now just thinking back at it, like, yeah, there are a bunch of loose connections where nothing really had, um. A significant tie-in for exactly. whatever reason. Yeah. Then we meet JLC. Yes. Who is? Let's hear your theory. On Elizabeth. This. Yeah. Let's hear. I want to hear your My Elizabeth theory. theory. <laughs> Elizabeth is actually Lori who survived because she tells. Oh, so she tells the guy in a, in a bit that she's actually from Pasadena. Yeah. Which is where they filmed Halloween. It took place in uh, Haddonfield, Illinois. Haddonfield, Illinois, but. It was filmed in Pasadena. Right, but you're so, mixing real universe no, no, with no, the no, no, no. You know how when they make a movie based on a real event, whatever, they change certain things. What if they just changed it to Illinois? So you're saying that the real events, the true Michael Myers who lives and exists in, in our world, was in Pasadena. And this is Lori going under the name Elizabeth, and right, she's because Lori, hitchhiking. Lori wasn't her name in the first place, right? 
Wasn't she adopted? Yeah, you're right. So what if her name actually was Elizabeth? I know it says oh, right. Judith, but what if she like, you know. No, Judith was the sister. Oh, right. That's right. That's yeah. right. But what if uh, this is her real name is Elizabeth Myers. And she just said that she's Elizabeth. She says Elizabeth Solly. I don't know. Solly. I don't know. Yeah. But Elizabeth. Yeah. So her whole plan um, she's hitchhiking. So she gets picked up by this Nick, I almost said Nick Nolte. <laughs> she gets <laughs> that picked up. That would have been a up, different movie. <laughs> a completely different fucking movie. <laughs> Not enough drugs in this one. Um, <laughs> she gets picked up by Nick Castle. Um, and that's when they start talking. But we find out that she. <laughs> Ow. Suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> You're doing this to yourself. Oh my god. Okay. We find out that she um is from Pasadena, but she is hitchhiking from San Diego to Canada. Well, yeah, wherever. She doesn't Why? really have a destination. I don't know. Where's her family? But you know what's funny is that in one of the other Halloweens later on, when Jamie Lee Curtis is back. That was one of the setups that she went to Northern California somewhere and under a different name and became like a school teacher or something like that. Okay. What if at the end of this movie, we don't know what happens after this movie ends, but what if she is in Antonio Bay and becomes a school teacher there because maybe she falls in love with Nick Nolte. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Anyways, that's okay. a, a good so, little theory and anyway. the connection right there. That's funny. Um, but so she's hitchhiking. She's also a very like, I guess a new hitchhiker. However, she wants some action. Well, <laughs> her first thing that she says to this guy so wait, is wait. like, are you weird? She gets, she gets in the car and they're driving. She, they say nothing to each other, but he hands her a beer that he's drinking, asking her if she wants yeah. it. So he already, he's drinking a beer yeah. while he's driving. Well, she's, you know, anyway. Back, back. We're, um, we're, she goes, uh, this is my first time hitchhiking. She goes, are you weird? And he goes, yes. yes. And she goes, oh good. Right. Kind of to play it off. But, um. We, you know, we find out that this is not her first hitchhiking venture. Yeah. He's the 13th person to pick her up. And he's like, oh, not only, you know, not only am I weird, but it's also unlucky. Yeah, right. I remember him My mentioning unlucky that. unlucky number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, all of the glass in the truck shatters. Right. I thought they hit a deer or something, but there was nothing there. It's just random It just shatters. shatters. Right. Why? I don't know. There's no fog anywhere near there. I don't know. But to be honest with you. That I don't have a problem with in that part of the movie because, like, remember how you said, like, if it was a little bit more unexplained, like, it would be a little bit better. Uh So, in other words, like, we don't know anything about the fog yet. And in just in this part of this movie, yeah, in that part of the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, this this might be good. It might actually get better because you don't know why. What broke the glass? You don't know. But you're right. As things start to be explained, I feel like it, uh, it takes away it, the mysticism. The less sense it makes. Yeah. And that's what happened with Halloween 2 and everything else that happened afterwards is that they tried to explain the whole backstory and explain the connection and how they were. And, and it just kind of ruined it, you know, because right. there was no explanation. We didn't. All you knew was just some crazy psychopathic murderers like running loose in a, and killing random people like there's no mention that they're brother and sister at all in the first one anyways we're talking about halloween which if you didn't watch our halloween episode go back that's our uh, first youtube episode yeah 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 okay so then and here's what i also don't like about this movie is it only gives you like 
let's say the scenes had like sentences, right? You get a couple sentences here, a couple here, a couple here, a couple here. And then at your mind, you have to like put it all together to make one conversation because it's like, okay. And then the glass chatters. And then suddenly we're back at, um, at the lighthouse with Stevie and she's talking to the meteorologist and he's like, Hey, there's fog coming in. And then Stevie is telling, is broadcasting, Hey guys out on the, uh, on the bay in the water, fog's coming in. Yeah. I think I agree with you mostly. And then part of me is like, well, I don't know if I like, it is a little scattered and unsettling. I'm all for that. That is the premise of heart. Yeah. However, it's just scattered. I didn't think it was as scattered, but I don't disagree with you that it is a little bit scattered. But I don't know if it was like too scattered. Oh, I don't know. I just, didn't, for me. I just didn't like it. It wasn't um, easy to take notes on because you're like, sure. and then this goes over here and then this goes over here. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So anyway, the guys on the seagrass, which is the boat that's up on the water, they hear the um, they hear the the radio announcement that there's fog uh-huh. and they're getting shit faced. There's three guys. They're shit faced with a capital shit face. And they hear her and they're like talking, you know, being guys and talking about how, Oh yeah, you know, I'd leave my wife for her or whatever kind of thing. They're, I don't know. What are they out right, there so fishing or something? So like they're that? out there, they're out there fishing. Yeah, yeah. And they're drunk. But, um, from what we find out later is they were, they're all, they, they get as drunk as they can be. But they always come back always, home on right. time. Yeah. Always, without a, without any hesitation, they always make it back. And they hear that the fog is coming, so they go and one guy looks out on um, out of the window and sees that there's a weird fucking fog because yeah. it's not just a regular fog; it's a fog that glows. Yeah, he's first. It's he's a like glowing fog. At first, he's, he's like, like, "This bitch is crazy." There's no fog, and then, oh wait, there's a fog. <laughs> it's like, oh wait, there's fog out there right now, or something. Yeah. it's got a funny little line he says. Um, so anyways, the fog starts getting closer to the boat and yeah. And then, so the guys are like, well, let's get out of here. That's very dense fog. Mm-hmm. Let's skedaddle. Yeah. They're like, let's fucking book it. Um, book it. <laughs> I haven't heard that one for since like second grade. Book it. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> um, and so then. Sorry, I made you lose your train of thought there. The guys, so the fog's coming in. They're like, the guys, let's get out of here and let's move it. So then one of the guys um, goes into the engine room to go turn on the boat and it won't start. Like it, it um, And we see that fog starts seeping into the boat. And um, the other two guys are out on the deck. I don't know boat terms. They're yeah. out on the deck, on the poop deck. <laughs> sure, whatever. <laughs> And um, they see, like, it's like a scene from Pirates of the Caribbean. It's this old-ass boat. Mm-hmm. Right. It comes right up next to it. Right up next to it. It creaks on by. And then the guys are like, what the hell? Is that a boat? And then they turn, and in the fog, on the boat, they see a guy. Right. And then they see another guy. And then they both get stabbed the, mm-hmm. stabbed the fuck up. Right. Yep. The, the um, it's, and it's real quick. Gruesome, like they oh, use, no, yeah, they yeah. use these see hooks, the... like um, like I know what you did last summer, hooks. Yeah, and like I guess to, I think, like to grab could... the fish. The, yeah, I think it's for fish. 
I know like the, the the same type of hooks are sometimes used in like an ice factory when you have to like stab the ice brick and move it. So but I think that's also in the show The for Office. The fish. Um, in the episode where Dwight and and Angela get married, spoiler alert. Um, they give those things so they can get the bale of hay. Oh, the hay bales. Yeah, right. So, so that, that kind, kind of, of tool. Yeah. Um, and, well, they get killed the fuck up. And then inside the engine room, if it's called the engine room, the other guy is trying to turn it on. And then all of his shit breaks. So nothing is working for him. And then the door opens. Yeah. And he can't, you can't tell who it is because it's so foggy. Yeah. The door opens and the and one of these creatures comes in. And then we get a little bit closer. They're gross and very slow, like zombies almost. Yeah. But, um... They they kill that guy the fuck up too. Yep, yep. So that's three people dead right off the bat. Right off the bat. And um, that's our like opening kill sequence and whatever. Now we know there's some something. Now we know that the fog is killer. Yeah. But we don't understand why Why, all these um, paranormal things are happening in town when the fog is still out in the water. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That that's and seems to. Again, later on, too, you'll notice that the fog seems to have some power over certain things. Like when it it, it can like, sh- you know, when it shuts off the power in the, in the whole city, mm. it's because it goes to the electrical right. plant. Well, that's what it does. It like frits out. I don't know if that's a word. I didn't even hear. I understand the word you just said. <laughs> frits out. What the hell is that? He said frits out. Frits out. <laughs> It's on the fritz. Is that what you're trying to Maybe. say? Maybe. <laughs> hey, it's on the fritz. Come on. It fritz out all of the electrical components on the boat. And right. That's why the boat won't turn on. Yeah. So we. And it fritz out all of the. <laughs> it fritz out all of the also the, um, the stuff in town. But that's not the fog. That's right. something paranormal. That's what I'm saying. We yeah. don't understand. There's no connection to it yet. So those first three are done. There's obviously. Um, you know, people that are wondering where they are because the next day, um, we've well, got people... now it's um, the DJ again. Yeah, Stevie Wayne. And she is talking about how it's 1243, and we find out that she's like from Chicago and she just moved there. She's a mom. She came with her kid and she lives in the lighthouse mm-hmm. or she broadcasts from the light- lighthouse. Um, and then the caller um, comes, calls her back, the weatherman, and says, Hey, the fog's going the opposite direction. She's like, You're an idiot. Fog doesn't go that way. Right, yeah. So that, um, you know, we established the relationship between her and the weatherman. They just sort of have this he little chit chat thing. Her. But right, yeah, he has a crush on her. And she's like, um, I can't be bothered. Right, yeah. And we um, we also, somewhere in this, I mean, it might be right afterwards the next day, but we also find out that um, JLC and uh, Nick Castle decided to just go ahead and uh, get it on. Right. So what yeah. I wrote was, so so uh, JLC and the driver are, are in bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, fuck it. You're weird. I'm weird too. Let's do this. How weird do you want to get? <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like getting, uh, he's like going through her art book because she's an artist mm-hmm. and she draws things. And that's when we find out her name's Elizabeth. His name is Nick. She's from Pasadena and making her yeah. way up north um but then there's a knock on their door yeah and he's like what the fuck who's coming over here right now and she's um and then you know she just seems eerie 
And so everybody's just like looking around like, what the fuck? Who's coming in at this time? Now, I would be like, is that your wife, bitch? Because I just met you. You just picked, literally just picked me up. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, they're all, both of them are weird. Yeah. They don't know who the hell it is. He's getting up to go check. And then uh, somehow, miraculously, it becomes one o'clock right before well, he opens so the door. So he goes up to go check. And uh, because the person knocking, we know that it's a guy with a hook in his hand. He doesn't know that. Sure. And he's going over. And as he's walking over to the door and he's about to unlock the door, that's when the clock strikes one and then the clock breaks. Mm -hmm. And so he's distracted. He's like, what the fuck? And then the guy disappears. And he turns back and opens the door and nobody's there. And he's like, oh, well, okay, whatever. Moving right along. And they just go about their business. Um. And then so it's so the, then it's one o'clock and it's the end of the witching hour. Yeah, it's also I think Stevie Wayne is ending out her um, her broadcast. Right, she's going to head home. In a, also, bit. the fog is gone. It's right. It's re- retreating or whatever yeah. it's doing. The next morning, there's a little boy and this is Stevie's son, and he is like walking along the beach. He sees something shiny in the back in 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 the um in the rocks, and he. You know, he thinks it's a gold coin. He gets there, and it's actually this old piece of piece wood. Of wood, right? That it's says, like a driftwood or something. Yeah, like and that. it says Dane on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What we, what I failed to mention was that the Elizabeth Dane was the name of the boat that was shipwrecked. Right, right. Oh, the original one from yeah. hundred years ago. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, then we. That's when we first hear the theme music. Mm-hmm. The Halloween Exorcist music. Yeah, that's right. And then just what it did was instead of adding to the movie, it, for me it was like distracting. It was like, oh, this is like Halloween. Yeah, it did. That's work. the first time I said right. it. Like, this is like it Halloween. This is weird. Yeah. So then the little boy like gra- like takes it over to his mother, who is Stevie, and she's just getting up in the and morning. She's just getting up in the morning because she works until 1 a.m. Yeah. And he says, you know, this was a gold coin and then it turned into this thing and he like takes him to bed and you know just she's a single mom so that's just shit that happens right and she's not even really trying to be bothered by it right now because again she's tired she's just waking up um they have some sort of a, a nanny of some sort so this yeah. is uh i forgot her name this is uh clive clivesdale or something Ms. like that corbett's mrs corbett's, corbett's yeah um, but i don't think she is there yet i don't know no yeah and um then we go back to Nick. Gotcha, yeah. Who's with a JLC. Mm-hmm. And and he is worried about the crew of the seagrass, right. which is the boat from yesterday. And, and that's when we find out that they're usually really reliable. They're drunks, but they get the work done. And they hadn't checked in yet. Yeah. This is where they want to get another person to take them out on a boat to go search for them, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So they're going on their little search and rescue mission for the boat people. At the same point in time, we've got... Um, the the boy discovering this driftwood and um you know stevie is obviously you know the 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 lighthouse radio dj who's sort of like the eye in the sky for this whole little town yeah Yeah. so also um jlc and nick they're like we're gonna go look for them ourselves right and they head out yes they head out on the boat and there. then we meet JLC's mom, who is Kathy Williams, played by JLC's real mom, uh, Janet Lee. 
Right, but it's, she's not the character's mom. No, 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 no sorry. Right. I made her Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her real mom, um, real life, yeah. the and lady who was in like, Psycho. She's like either the mayor or an event planner. She's somebody up in the bureaucratic system there because yeah. she's planning this 100-year anniversary party. And later on during the party, she's the one who's speaking. So mm-hmm. um, she's something there. And her assistant is, is Sandy. Yes. Annie from, from Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then they, you know, they're planning the party, they're planning the event, and then they get in the car and they start driving to the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they get to the church, they meet up with Father... Francis? Father Malone. Malone, right, yeah. Francis. <laughs> Maybe his first name is Francis? Francis Malone? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Father Malone, yeah. So Father they, Malone. They meet up with Father Malone. They go into the church looking for him, and he does this, like, crazy pop out of nowhere he does a crazy michael myers when he's behind jamie lee curtis (laughs) in halloween he did that and scared the crap out of them there was like no need for that popped out of nowhere uh but yeah that was that was pretty cool um, so then they, they start talking to Father Malone. I don't even know why they're there. They're there because they want his blessing they're or something like that. They're there because he's going to bless the ceremony. But then he tells them about the book that he found. Right. And in the book, he found, we find out that the old school Father Malone, whose diary he found, actually what he did was he didn't want a leper colony in his town, a mile away from his town. Right. So he told Blake, who's the rich guy in the colony, bring them in. Let's do this thing. And got his money, got everything that he needed to get him over, and then intentionally sunk the ship. And that's when they're like, I don't want to hear anything more yeah. of this. Right. Whatever. So now it's basically like a murder confession in his right. diary. And, and we also find out that her, uh, Mrs. Williams' husband, Al, yeah. is on the seagrass. He was one of the people on the seagrass. Yeah, it was we like, know they're dead. They don't know they're dead. They think that they're, 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 they're going to find them somewhere. Was it was the I think the names were like Al, Tommy, and Dick. Yeah, Al, Tommy, and Dick. <laughs> so, uh, Father Malone is also taking this thing pretty much to heart because he's realizing that oh my God, my family members were like hiding the truth and that really they were responsible for all this um, and whatever. So he seems a little uh, distraught, and the the psycho mom. Uh, <laughs> Well, whatever her name is again, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. The psycho mom. Yeah. She comes, uh, she's sort of like, well, we're going to start to get out of here, Father, but are you sure you're okay? And then she's like, I'll send so-and-so to come check on you later just because, you know, he doesn't look like he's really yeah, he's, thinking straight at that time. He's, he's, well, I mean, I think anybody would be if they find out that their family's been lying to them the whole time. Sure, yeah, exactly. Look Plus, he's a priest, so you know, he's what, got his own. Yeah, well, look what happened to Polly when he found out that his mother wasn't his mother. Yeah. He went crazy. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Sopranos reference, you know, <laughs> for all the use that, that don't know. Um, okay, so. so here's the thing the movie keeps going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth to between like five different settings. So I'm just going to do this. Ready? We find out that on the sea, on the seagrass, when JLC and Nick, when Elizabeth and Nick go to the boat, they find a body of one of the guys from the seagrass. Yes. They take him to the doctor to get autopsy because he's fucking dead as shit. Right. And the doctor is like, I don't believe this. It looks, I just saw him in Salinas last week. And 
he you know he looks like he's been underwater for so a like, year yeah right and yeah and so he he's he can't believe it and he's talking to nick outside of the autopsy room jlc is standing there with her back towards the dead guy don't turn your back on a guy ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> even if he's dead because you know what happened he got right on up and he got um he was going to kill her mm-hmm. he yeah. got like a, 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 a scalpel yeah and was going to slice her up, but she turned at a right time because he made a noise, and everybody else kept rushing in, and then he like he died fell, inexplicably. Yeah, inexplicably. It's, it's, inexplicably. Yeah. inexplicably. Yeah, inexplicably. Well, so this is where they definitely were trying to take some of the Halloween uh, dues and see if it would work here, but it didn't work. In it really. didn't. Yeah. It was stupid because was, then he wrote a number three on the floor. Yeah. Well, first of all, even before he fell, you're right. He just falls. Like, as she's turning around, he's like, oh, and he just falls over. And it's like, what the fuck? Wait, the number three is important because check this out. Back at uh, the DJ, um, we uh, she has that board that says Dane on top of a like a tape deck. And she's playing in her, you know, um, promos for the radio show. Yeah. And as um, as she's doing other stuff around the lighthouse, we find that where it says Dane, uh, it starts leaking yeah, water, water. starts coming out And it of starts it. dripping down the tape deck. Mm-hmm. And it starts interrupting yeah. the recording that she's listening to. And yeah. that's what makes her turn around. And she sees that the no longer says Dane. It says it's six, six must, must die. Die and you're yeah. like, what the yeah. fuck? Then, uh, it catches fire. Right, does its little final destination to be moment right next to a fire extinguisher. A fire extinguisher, and she overkills the yeah, fire. Like, she puts it out, and then she's like, she puts it out four times. And then it gets out already. <laughs> Fucking stop. <laughs> yeah, um, but yes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you're like hurting and laughing at the same time so it's stupid but whatever if you lose yourself into the movie you're like oh my god right i don't know i didn't get there yeah this is where okay again the the, the halloween scene fell it was lackluster and this you know okay so now all of a sudden there's like this I don't know. It's almost like a paranormalist ghost story, but then it's almost, um, almost, almost. Yeah. And so, um, six must die. She gets freaked the fuck out. She calls her son and says, promise me you won't go out of the house. And he's like, ah, ah, mom does the kid thing. Whatever. Born not important. Anyway, she told him he promised not she wouldn't. Right. He doesn't even leave anyway, so that's still not even important. It's not like the kid disobeys. It does sound like he wasn't allowed to go to the event. Mm -hmm. Sure. Or, Where the whole town was, and the town was like 40 people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so she tells him to stay home. We, the nanny's there watching him. She even comes and asks and says, like, hey, what did your mom say? Oh, nothing. She didn't say nothing. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. And so then they move on. Um, it's, uh, at this point in time, is it starting to get dark now? Because I know that um, JLC and Nick Castle end up at a bar, and they're, like, just hanging out at a bar while... Like it's funny because they're not attending the uh, the the party, they're no, at a bar. They're at a bar out. next door to the party, so oh, the right, party's in like to town. Yeah, I don't know this movie. I'm just lost. <laughs> like I, I just 
This is how much I didn't like it. I'm just lost. It took me two times to watch it. I'm well, just lost. You know what? This is actually a great milestone for this podcast because how many other movies have we seen that were actually good and we enjoyed or we liked? Or even if they weren't the best, we still tried Found to find some joy, in them. some joy in it. This one... I didn't really like it that much. I and didn't I don't think you did either. Yeah, we had a hard time getting through it. I watched it separately than you did. There because, were no boobs. Right, no boobs. I mean, come on. It's, well, uh, he was trying to get a PG rating and then ended up getting an R rating. But I think it was just for the death scenes. Okay, so the DJ says something and it makes Nick think, huh. I think she says something like, oh, that was some crazy fog last night or something Right, like yeah. And so, like, he ends up contacting her, wants to find out, and he says, you know. He says, this is what happened on the seagrass. Like, oh, no, she says, uh, she broadcasts that they found the seagrass, but there's no updates. And that's when he calls. Yeah. And he calls her. Um, and then she's like, suddenly she tells him everything. But we don't hear her tell him everything. So we don't know what she feels what she thinks right we, we know what happened to her she right. doesn't exactly know what's no. happening to her i want to know what the fuck she thinks right. happened but she does tell nick about the board a piece of wood and the water and and well this whole so she thing says sort of she says well my son found this and then it right. goes to a different scene and i'm like wait yeah like but- how did you interpret what just happened to you I mean, I guess the idea is that she was at least telling him about this paranormal right. thing so then, that happened. All of a sudden, the fog's coming in. The now. fog's coming back in, and Nick and Elizabeth are driving to the lighthouse to go talk to her. Right, because they got cut off. Oh, right, because the fog by this time has come in, and again, it only messes up things that it, it covers. So it like goes over the telephone wires, and the oh no, that's when the cop calls yeah, her. No, no, that's when the cop calls yeah. her. Well, what happens is Sorry. they're heading to the lighthouse, but at the same time, the weatherman calls. her and says hey the fog is back and she's like there's no oh shit fog yeah and so he's on the phone with her um when suddenly there's a stranger knocking on his door and she's like no and he's like hold on hold on he's trying to be all show off yeah but he also says oh so what do you take to keep you awake because maybe it makes you kind of yeah he's like i get it you're on some sort of happy pills or something like that you're seeing some things but then he gets killed the fuck up (laughs) yes and all of his equipment had gone crazy right before so now we know for sure that the fog has something to do with all the electrical things going yeah. out, even though the fog wasn't present. Yeah. Um, but whatever. So he's dead. And so she and oh, but when he's talking about there's fog coming in, it'll be here in 10 minutes or whatever before the knock on the door. She puts like she announces over the radio so that Nick and Elizabeth know, hey, uh, go there because the fog is coming I mean, in this way. there yeah. Yeah, yeah, towards yeah. that station. Right. Yeah. And so they flip a bitch. Because uh, they're driving her direction, they flip a bitch and they go to the meteorologist's place. They find him dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's when we see a little bit more of the characters, though. We see that they're green and they have maggots. Yeah, again. Do maggots was... maggots don't live in the seawater? No, I just feel like it was very loose. Like again, like a part. It's it's like they're supposed to be. It was like they were insulting the intelligence of the horror community almost with this one. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it could have been so much better. And I haven't seen the remake, yeah. but it's like, oh, okay. They're not going to know that well, this doesn't happen. They're not going to know that this doesn't happen. Um, 
it just didn't make sense for me. Yeah. And it, it really was kind of insulting. Like when a guy tells you you're so pretty, you should smile and you're like, fuck you. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that. Yeah. I had realized that again, I haven't seen a lot of John Carpenter's work after going through all of his titles and I just like, um, you know, like, okay, I haven't seen the thing. I haven't seen mouth into madness or mouth of madness or whatever it's called escape to new york have you seen that? and escape to new york i don't think i've actually seen i have seen escape from la but um and and some of the other ones that john carpenter did do later on which weren't his greatest i have seen but like a outside of halloween i don't think i've seen a lot of his um other classic horror movies um i know you've seen a few like christine and and something else and whatever they live. right they live but what I'm saying is by going back and watching this one, I'm kind of like, ugh, I don't, I don't see, you know, it was, I can, I don't Big know. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, that's a great one. It is. That's a great one. One of the best movies yeah, of all time. That's a great movie. That's, but. I love the fuck out of that movie. Yeah. But anyways, going back to this, I just feel like you can definitely tell where he was falling short. He had, he had great success with Halloween. He thought he could do it but again. Halloween and it was just, more genuine. Right. It's yeah. It's like. Sure. If you try, if, if a joke, like, do you remember the joke I told you about, I don't, I'm the girl in the club that if I drop it low, I can't get back up. And then Master P is the one who wrote the song for me, trying to get back up, going, no, 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 no. That was funny the first time, but in retelling it, you're laughing out of pity. Yeah, right? well, that's you're also is. not selling it like a joke anymore, but I get it, you know. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Right, like, right, If I try right. to retell that joke, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yeah. So... It, that's that, what this was. That's what it happened. was yeah. Halloween. Oh shit! Let me just do this. But the minute that you add something that's factual, like even in this fictional universe, it's factual. So therefore, it needs to make sense. Where Halloween didn't have to make sense. It didn't tell you these are the true events that happened, and this is this 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 is standard. This is what happened. This is what's going to happen. This is what it is. Like they did with that ghost story in the beginning. Halloween was just. Let's just see what the fuck happens to me. Yeah, you yeah. know, nothing was planned. He just happened to be at his house and see Lori. He just happened to follow her around. He just happened to connect with Tommy. You know, so it was like these ha- happenstances. Yeah. Whereas everything in the fog tries to be deliberate, but then it just leaves all these loose ends. Yeah. I mean, again, like the one thing is like, so I, I mentioned, I was like, are these uh, creatures like vampires because like they come to the door and, and they, they like knock, knock on the door it's like, like they can't come, come in. in like actually we don't want any today and yeah and they move I so mean, slowly I mean do you have thin mints <laughs> <laughs> they move so slowly they just I don't know it's just it's one of those things where they move slowly they I mean it's okay so after after they go and they see him um oh you're going back to the movie now yeah Okay. Because I want to say something, but I it won't make sense. Okay. Um. So then Stevie is like broadcasting, "Hey, my son is trapped," and she because she calls and she can't get a hold of him. She yeah. first tries to get the sheriff, but the sheriff won't like the call. That's when the fog hit the phone lines, and then the phones didn't work anymore for her. Yeah. And, and then the, after that, that's when the fog hits the power plant, and that's when the power goes down because that's when she really gets worried about her son. Right. And she goes and turns on the generator to get power back at her place and she's broadcasting trying to tell her son if anybody's listening go to my house my son's there right. help him whatever right and they you know 
the fog shows up at her house and her son is there with Mrs. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, so then she goes, oh, go into the room. Yeah. Make sure, and, let's choose. Let's make sure everything's closed because the fog is there and it's thick and she's yeah. scared too. Um, and so anyway, the fog kills her. Yeah. They, like they really kill her. her. The they snatch door. her like, They snatch yeah. her the fuck up. Her whole body's like, and, ah. and she's like, what, dead body five? She's number five. Yeah. Right. She's dead body five. Yeah. So and now then, they're coming after the, the and kid. And then they're coming after the son, but Nick gets there right on time and breaks a window and pulls him through a broken window. And the boy miraculously has no cuts. No cuts, yeah. No cuts whatsoever. And then they get into but, the truck with JLC and she can't drive because she failed driver's ed back yeah. in Haddonfield. Yeah. And and she's got like they're building the tension because all of a sudden like the tires the car, slipping the, the car in the mud. First, it wouldn't start. And then the car yeah. was in a divot, so like the tire the, couldn't yeah, get so. enough traction so they can move forward. And just at the right time, they take off. Yeah. And I thought about like in that scene, I was like, Nick Castle, this big man who's like, you know, just saved the kid, he puts they're all in the thing and he doesn't get out to push, push the goddamn the fucking, fucking car. car. Yeah. Oh He's like, God. put it in reverse. Do something, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you turn. He's like, I just saved the kid. It's your job to save us now. It's Come your on, turn, stupid. <laughs> Get a job, woman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Make me a sandwich. But yeah, and so like they get it in reverse. Luckily, the last second they speed off, going backwards, and okay, they get so out of there. Here's where I'm having issue again. The mom, Stevie, is broadcasting a message to her son. If you're there, I'm sorry. I have to stay here. I couldn't go get you. I have to. Why does she have to? That was never explained <laughs> to us. Why? Wait. She's why? The, because she feels like she's the eyes and the voice for the town. That she's helping. The town isn't paying attention to her. She, <laughs> I she's, know, she's but in her world. Town, she's broadcasting to the town. Go here. Do this. Go do that. And everybody's like. But in eh. um, like even even in town, there's a candlelight vigil at the statue of whatever the fuck, and because that didn't make sense to me either, because I got lost in it because this movie was stupid. I, I'm sorry, John Carpenter, it was stupid, <laughs> <laughs> and so it. Like, he goes, the sheriff tells her, well, it'll take five or ten minutes to get everybody out. And she goes, well, it'll take five or ten minutes for everybody to see the statue. And he's like, yeah. okay, let's see the statue. Yeah. And you're that like, part kind of reminded me of Jaws, which was one of the other movies we watched recently. Oh, yeah, remember we did. He did. How they were like, it's the 4th of July. You got to get out there. Get in the water, you know? Like, get in the water. And the mayor's like, look, it's just 4th of July. Let's just let them get oh, their day done with. And the shark we'll, will be fine. Yeah. And so it kind of reminded me of that when they were like, oh, it's only, you know. Almost done. So, right. um, so, so basically, I think that Stevie felt that her role to and her duty to the townspeople was to be the broadcasting voice. She's like, that's why I do this every night. So people don't run into the lighthouse or they know when the fog's coming in. <laughs> I don't know. That's, I don't know. She, she's I'm, a protector. Of some uh, okay. She should fucking be her, there with her son. Oh, I made his. I have some surprises for you tonight. Right. In this situation, she could have just dropped everything, put that stupid recording tape on, and just ran out and gone. But she also was probably thinking, like, man, I'm not going to get there in time. So please, somebody else go there first. That's fine. But then after that, she stays she, at she the lighthouse. Stays, right. You know? Right. She just and put it all She doesn't the... know where her son is because there's no cell phones. This is 1980. 80, yeah. Right? So nobody... I mean, there were cell phones, but they were, like, bricks. She and, put her all of her trust in her fate. And, just and said, she's like, well... I'm sure somebody got him. I'm going to stay here and continue broadcasting. But when the monsters, the fog gets there, they start attacking her. And when she does this, she runs upstairs. 
And then she runs upstairs some more. Yeah. And, and then it reminded me of scary movie where Carmen Electra grabs a banana instead of a grenade or a gun or a knife. And, <laughs> and so she's like running up. And suddenly she's on the roof. And she's fighting with these monsters. Yeah, and she's trying her, to. But she's still fighting. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. She, she gets stabbed and she's still fighting. Where more, most movies, women get stabbed and she's like down for the yeah. count. But at the same time that that's happening. They're Miss, at. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Kathy Williams, which is um, Psycho Mom. Psycho Mom. Psycho Mom, Annie from Halloween, JLC, Nick Nolte, the little boy, <laughs> and um, are all. Father Malone. Have, Father Malone have all been. Uh, uh, they all congregated at the church. Yeah, the church. And yeah. um, because they're. they're t- they are, those are the only sets of people that are listening to the broadcast. And, <laughs> right. and she's saying, they're going down this street. The fog is going down this street. And you're like, this what is this, a high-speed chase? It, this fog, it's not going that fast. Apparently, there was only one road that they can take. Yeah. Oh, really? How convenient. <laughs> the fog is telling you to take one road? Listen to what the fog says. Yeah. The fog wants you to go to the fucking church. Yeah, so they all end up at the church, and Father Malone is like, telling them again now like he knows what's up they start counting bodies so they know and realize that there's only one more left that they need you know that the body snatchers need right and that's when everything comes out in the open that the fact is that the og father malone big og triple og father malone stole the money from the guys and it's in the walls yeah and we find out that it's this big crucifix made out of solid gold. gold yeah and so they get it and they're like maybe this is all they want yeah, dick. That's what the fucking fog wants. It wants gold. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're like they're approaching. We're just kind of speeding through this right now because we don't want to spend a whole lot of time. Fuck on this it. movie. <laughs> they, the, it's a, the, they're approaching. They have a conversation with the father, and the, something. Uh, okay, the fog comes into the church yeah. and it starts pulling off uh, Elizabeth's uh, JLCs. Like, pull her through the window. Um, everybody else is getting attacked. They're trying to hold up the, the doors from having people come in. Right. And uh, Father Malone goes up to the main the fog main, yeah. guy. <laughs> With the big <laughs> With golden the cross. And he goes, take it. And then he's holding the crucifix out to him. The the, the fog guy touches the it boss grabs guy it or whatever. Yeah. grabs it. And then he starts, his hands start burning from the crucifix. Right. One what i don't know two Vamp- huh vampire? and three the fuck right. i think they are vampires they're they're juicy vampires because they're from the water and it just doesn't make any sense and then that's when nick nolte comes out and he pulls him off of the crucifix and the guy the guy holding it the the boss guy the tony soprano of the fog okay <laughs> what last last soprano reference for the night um is holding on to it and he's sizzling and then he explodes. Yeah, right. I don't know. And then did that have to do with the, the timing? Was it because it was almost one o'clock or was it had to do with the gold? Like, who the fuck what knows? the fuck did it have to do with? Who knows? I don't know. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Don't care either right now at this point. <laughs> and so, so suddenly the monsters are away from Stevie, who, but she's still on the roof stabbed. And then the monsters are right. away from everybody else. I think it d- it did have to do with one again. o'clock. I think that the time the hour struck one, and I think also that the main one died. And usually when the, you kill the main one, the other ones back off or whatever. 
So he's um, like the King Koopa. I don't know. But so anyways, they think, oh, we we succeeded. We, we it's, it's over. It's like in Dracula, but not like this Dracula, like some convoluted version of Dracula I saw once where, oh, once bitten? Was it once bitten? Never anyway, you kill the main vampire and then every vampire that that vampire has vampired also dies. I do remember hearing about that theory somewhere, and I don't remember where, but sure. I think it was Vampire Hunter D for me. But I wonder if it was once bitten with Jim Carrey. No, I think it's from Vampire Hunter D, which is a Japanese anime from back in the days. I've never seen that, though. Yeah, you should uh, check it out if you Fun. like anime and vampires. I do not like anime, or actually... I, does Avatar The Last Airbender count as anime? Because it's one of like the best things ever made. I don't know about that. Okay. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we're at the end of the fog and then basically and they then do... And the world is saved. It's all saved except they do the one little thing where because like... Because they, they only killed five. Right. And so the whole time Father Malone's like, ah, I wish I could have been the sixth guy. And spoiler alert, they he fucking come back the fuck and they kill him. And then they end with this whole like... Uh, you know, a cliffhanger ending almost. Like, what do you want us to expect that you're going to make a part two to this? Please don't. Please don't, yeah. So, let's see. The Fog, was it worth our time? Probably no. not. Um, I'm so bummed that we watched this movie. I think I picked The Fog thinking it was a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that makes some sense there. Because I was wondering too. I was like, The Fog? Okay. I just roll with it. I'm like, all right, you pick the movie. Let's just watch it. I don't it's care. It's my turn. It's my turn. Um, um, but yeah, I think it, I was thinking of the thing because everybody tells us we should watch the thing. Yeah, and we just haven't done it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the fog, the I, f- I think I, yeah. I, we watched Skip it, it on accident. I mean, I, I, I mean, if you're trying to watch all the John Carpenter movies, what we said and- was so thrilling, and it makes sense to you. First of all, please comment and let us know what the fuck we're missing. But also, if you thought it was like just amazing, go watch it. But otherwise, skip it. Yeah, if you were a kid in the '80s and you watched it, I can see where you'd have no. a slight attachment. If you were, it's sort of like uh, what's that? Um, what's those kids' ghost stories that they had? Scary stories. Um, Scary stories to tell in the dark. No. Yeah. Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Yeah, it's like a Goosebumps tale. That's what I feel like. It is worse than a Goosebumps tale because <laughs> Goosebumps were good. When if you like, if you read the books growing up, I as they were coming out. Like, Goosebumps stories were great. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch TV, which is probably why I watched so much TV today. But um, I wasn't allowed to watch. Like, my brother and I, we were allowed to watch one hour of TV on weekends. Yeah. And so he would watch Hercules, and I would just happen to be in the room. And then I would watch Xena, and I would just happen to be, and he would happen to be in the room. And there you go. But um, one thing we were allowed to watch is movies. If we, you know, saved up our own two dollars and 20 cents for new movies or a dollar 50 cents i remember you telling me that before (laughs) but other than that like but still like i don't think i would have watched this in 19 well it's from 1980 i wasn't born yet but i wouldn't have watched this in the 80s or 90s and been like this movie's so cool as fuck yeah because it's it's not there it like misses so much and leaves you like i hope i I didn't lose any brain cells. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not well, great. It's not good. It's not something that stands the test of time for me, for sure. Okay. Well, let's put a nail in that coffin and just uh, put this one to rest. How about that? Yes, please. Cool. I think uh, that's a wrap on this episode. 
we've uh, we've been talking about this movie for a little bit too long now, and uh, let's just move forward into the next one. All right, sounds good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to um, the next episode, which is a my brother Raul recommended. So I think it's going to be a part of the Raul's corner. Okay. It's called The Handmaiden. And it's directed by the guy that did Old Boy, the original. Oh, nice. And Lady Vengeance. Nice. Cool. So I'm like really excited about that. Although we'll have to watch it like in the daytime because it's like subtitled. Oh, all right. Because it's in Korean. Is it Korean? I don't know. One of those. It, it, well, let's not I'm, assume. I'm not racist. We'll I'm do our research. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's, we'll do our research and then we'll figure that out. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember language they're in but yeah. it's subtitled okay um, well well that's uh will corner next cool. week next yeah next week um cool so that's it for this episode thanks for listening and tuning in um you know again sometimes these movies are are great and sometimes they're not so great but that's why we uh, have this podcast so we can have a platform to talk about the good the bad and the ugly Did you just call me ugly So thanks for stopping by this week. Um, if you have not yet done so, please hit subscribe so that you can get notified anytime we play, uh, whenever we post yeah. a new episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, please you gotta, check up. You got to hit subscribe and that little bell notification button nowadays. Yeah, I don't know. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the thing is. Yeah. And then also please check out our website, icecreampodcast.com. And there you'll be able to see all the episodes that we've done previous to us being on YouTube. We have audio-only episodes on there. We also have audio episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, if you are on Apple I, uh, Apple Podcasts, please rate, give us a rating. Yeah. Um, it really does help us out a little bit. Um, then there is also our Patreon page that we are launching very, very soon. Yep. Um, there you'll be able to get access to our ice cream uh, Sunday episodes, which are just tangents that we go on when we, you know, when we, when yeah. something, when something makes us go down a rabbit hole in one of these episodes, for example, the candy man made me go into a rabbit hole episode, uh, right, rabbit yeah. hole of the, the candy man killer. Um, the real life stories that sort of inspired yeah, these those events. things, mostly true crime, but, um, and, and also, but also just like whatever just yeah, feels just good. Tangents. Um, and then you get like swag. So, Win win win. Yeah. Um. Yep. That's it for us. Yep. Thanks so much. Tune in next time. We love you guys. Okay. Bye.